glad you joined us today for Sharing the Victory, the national weekly radio program from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. What a great lineup we have for you today. Tony Dungy and the Indianapolis Colts are eyeing another Super Bowl title. But the head coach takes some time out to talk to Ron Brown about where it all comes from. To really understand that, hey, it's the Lord's favor that caused this. College football fans are still talking about the David versus Goliath showdown earlier this season where Appalachian State stunned Michigan. The Mountaineers head football coach Jerry Moore describes how it happened. And we'll find out how to coach God's way with Donna Noonan. FCA's Vice President of Coaches Ministry. And it's really looking at your players as really people that God has given you. That's your ministry. Here's the host of Sharing the Victory, author, speaker, and former college football coach, Ron Brown. Salutations. We have a great program today. The Indianapolis Colts are having another great season, as you know, and looking forward to another Super Bowl title. And guess what? We got head football coach Tony Dungy back with us again. And you have to know, we love Tony Dungy not just because he's a great winner on the football field, but because he wins through his relationship with Jesus Christ on and off the field. This is an extension of the interview that I had several weeks ago with Tony Dungy, and we want to play the rest for you today. So I'm picking up where we left off with the great head football coach of the Indianapolis Colts, Tony Dungy. Well, Tony, uh, you make a point here that I think is crucial because so often, and this is true in the world of sports, but it's also true in all realms of life, there's a disconnect between our faith in Jesus Christ and our jobs or our careers or what have you. Uh, Your paradigm seems to be very different. Uh, Could you tell us how coaching is really a ministry for you? You know, I, I've, I guess, just been fortunate the way I was raised by my parents and just growing in my faith. I, I came to the conclusion and really got that idea from several players when I was a rookie player with the Pittsburgh Steelers who really got the message across to me that your faith and your identity in Christ, that's who you are, and you can't separate it when you go to work. You can't separate it in, at any time. And so uh, it becomes who you are, and you tell your players that, uh, you know, I'm going to coach you a certain way because of who I am. So when people say to me, well, did you, did you think it was proper to, you know, mix religion on that stage, you know, winning the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. And it says it's really not a, an, an idea of mixing. It, it is just who you are, so it has to come out. Yeah, you know, that's exactly right, Tony. And I know Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17 tells us that leaders will have to give an account for the souls that they lead. And you are leading the Indianapolis Colts, and that, that means everybody in that organization, you are setting the tone there, and God holds you in a level of responsibility there. How do you see that in terms of how you have invited worship into the Colts organization? Well, we're very, very fortunate. Uh, Jim Irsay, our owner, really uh, gives me a a clean hand to do what I want to do, and I've I've been able to just be fully open with my faith to to share that with our players, to set up uh, uh, Bible studies with our our chaplain, and have some great spiritual things going on. But it is important for me, and I, I try to paraphrase uh, Matthew sixteen twenty six to our players, and all the time in many different ways. What would it profit a man to gain the whole world, but forfeit your soul. Mm. I don't want guys to play for me for seven, eight years, 
become tremendous players but not really understand that there's more to life than that. So um, it's become very important for me to be able to to model Christ, to talk about Christ, to to direct people to it. They have to make the decision, Mm -hmm. but I, I want to be able to say that nobody could come in the door and play for me and not understand what the choices they have to make with their spiritual life are all about. Tony, with this, as the world would define success, and the notoriety that comes with it, as we mentioned on the top of the interview, you do get requests to speak and so forth. And recently, I am familiar with what took place as you spoke to the Indiana Family Institute regarding the denouncement of gay marriage in the name of family values. And uh, you took some heat for that. But I would love to have you share why you said what you said and the responsibility that Christians have, even in these high positions, to bring about the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. It was after the season, and I was getting an award from the Indiana Family Institute, which does a tremendous amount of great things for the family. I was proud to receive that award, and um, because of their stance against gay marriage, uh, people wrote me letters and, and said that I shouldn't accept this award. And uh, I, I didn't believe that was the case. And, and so I went to the banquet and I talked about some of the communication I had gotten. And I said, you know what? I'm not taking a side. Uh, I'm really like the angel of the Lord when Joshua mm. asked him, you know, who, whose side are you fighting on? He said, I'm on the Lord's side. Mm. And that's all I tried to point out. Here's what I believe the Lord says. Mm-hmm. So it's not me making a decision or a determination. I'm just trying to line up with the Lord. And uh, that's what, what I hope to, to share out of that. And, and if people could not accept that and, and had a different view, um, I don't feel bad about it. Mm. Well, I want to say this, Tony. The prophet Jeremiah was spoken to from the Lord in uh, chapter 15, verse 19 of the book of Jeremiah. And he says, if you're going to be a spokesman for me, you must be willing to extract Mm -hmm. the pressures from the worthless. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so often when people who get into high positions, as the world would define high positions, they they get strangely silent about the things that are most important Mm -hmm. because they want to stay neutral and not offend anybody. And I just want to commend you, even at the top of the notoriety of success that the world would give you, for still standing strong for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And that's uh, something that, that I've continually prayed about, especially since our Super Bowl win, that uh, I would continue to stand up for the Lord and, and also that I wouldn't let that pride uh, seep in. As you see so many leaders in, in our biblical examples, it, I can see how that happens when people uh, call and they're excited to be around you and they want to see the Super Bowl ring and the trophies and, and everything. Uh, to, to really understand that, hey, it's the Lord's favor that caused this. I think we all know that, but, but sometimes Satan tries to, to blind us to that fact. Thanks for being on our show today. Well, thank you, Ron. It's always great. And I'm going to give people, I'm going to close with a, a little bit of maybe something they wouldn't know. Uh, Ron Brown had a chance to come with me. I asked him to come on my staff, come into professional football, <laughs> and he said, you know what, it would be a great honor. I'm going to pray about it. He called me back and said, as much as I would love to, just from the Lord's point of view, some spiritual things still going on that I need to do at uh, University of Nebraska, and, and Ron didn't come. Uh, but I think that's an example of being directed by the Lord and not being directed by the lure of, of anything this world has to offer. And I, I think that was such a great example to me. It's something I'll never forget and will always appreciate. Well, thank you, Tony. That's very kind of you. And I, again, I just praise the Lord Jesus Christ for you and uh, been proud to, to watch you for a number of years. So God bless you and the, the very best with all that you're doing.
If you want to learn more about this insightful coach for the Indianapolis Colts, Tony Dungy, we want to make available to you the Quiet Strength promo pack. This includes the special FCA edition of Tony Dungy's hardback book called Quiet Strength. Also, a package of 10 FCA Tony Dungy trading card tracks. And, in addition, the complete interview I had with Tony Dungy on CD. We have a suggested donation of $25 to Sharing the Victory Radio. Call Monday through Friday at 1-866-STV-5031. That's 1-866-STV-5031. Or you can order online right now at sharingthevictory.com. Click on radio. Next up, we'll learn what it means to coach God's way. I'll visit with Donna Noonan, the Vice President of Coaches Ministries for FCA, when Sharing the Victory continues. Don't turn that dial. There's much more ahead on Sharing the Victory. In the November issue of Sharing the Victory magazine, you'll go inside the locker room of the Detroit Lions and experience a story of faith and changed lives. You'll also read about Pro Football Hall of Famer Bruce Matthews. And as in every issue, you'll find a challenging and insightful column by Ron Brown. Order your subscription to Sharing the Victory magazine by calling 1-866-STV-5031. That's 866-STV-5031 or go to sharingthevictory.com. Happy Thanksgiving. What? I hate my job. My husband and I fight all the time and my kids act like I'm an idiot. My family is out of control. Life is just so crazy. But when I think about it, the world is pretty messed up, and maybe I do have a few things to be thankful for. Maybe this could be a happy Thanksgiving. Want to know how? Find out for yourself. Go to notreligion.com. And now back to sharing the victory with our host, Ron Brown. Welcome back to Sharing the Victory. It's time now for FCA Across America. We caught up to our own FCA Vice President of Coaches Ministries, Donna Noonan. Donna has a great background in the world of sports and particularly in coaching, and she travels the nation just visiting with numbers of coaches, inspiring them to use biblical principles in their coaching profession. Donna, welcome to the show. Ron. I really appreciate you having me. Well, thank you for being on. And talk to us about how does a Christian coach, male or female, biblically coach? Are we just talking about a a prayer before practice or a game and then a a little assembly and a prayer after the game? What, What about during the competition, during the practice? How do you biblically coach? Well, and that's and that's the great challenge and the great passion, but I think a lot of it's it's building relationships. And it's really looking at your players as really people that God has given you. That's your ministry, just like those of us who are in full-time ministry. But as a coach, you do have a ministry, and you know, really, your position, you're there because Christ has placed you there. And realizing that, hey, you know, yeah, I know I need to win, and, and we understand that to keep my job. But the reality is, you know, you're placed in that that platform because God has you there. And, you know, I've known coaches that you know, have just won a state championship and they get fired. So it's not entirely all about winning. And and realizing that loving the players and working with them rather than yelling and screaming and trying to manipulate them, players will play harder for a coach mm-hmm. that loves them rather than puts the fear in them. 
You know, Donna, so often I think when you think of biblically coaching, you think of good sportsmanship. Mm-hmm. You think about being a, a good role model and, and a nice person and don't use profanity and don't do this. And this has got to be more than that. I mean, how do you set a young lady or a man through a drill as a coach and, and do it biblically? I mean, what, what does that mean? How does that transfer? Is it different than the way a non-Christian would do it? Well, it may be. I mean, you may be doing the very same drills. Um, I don't think the drills change the tech because you're still striving for excellence, and uh, you know, and you're still trying to strive. And a lot of that's the fruit of the spirit. It's perseverance. But for the coach, the biblical coach, is the understanding that you know that this is flowing through my life, and that it, it's how I'm working with the players, and it's the tone of my voice, and it's not it's not meaning that hey, we're going to play soft or we're not going to we're not going to try hard. But you know, trying to tell the players, you know, they're really the only two things you control are your effort and your attitude. Hmm. And uh, I think so many other things, you know, we're trying to, as coaches, we love to control things. Hmm. And, you know, success is, is not just the wins and losses on the, on the scoreboard. What kind of legacy are you trying to leave as a coach or what kind of people are your players becoming? And that's really where your true measure of success is going to be looked at. Hmm. Great. Trying to get them to have an internal perspective. But you're right. I mean, I don't want to, you know, sometimes people say, oh, I don't want to become a Christian because I'm going to lose my edge. Hmm. You know, I'm not going to be able to play hard. But you know what? You play hard, but when you hit that, that guy on the, on the football field and you hit him hard, you're still there to pick him up and maybe, hey, good play, instead of sitting there taunting and telling everybody how great I am. So. Well, Donna, we really appreciate your perspective and, and that, you're, that you're really excited about teaching coaches that doing sports God's way using biblical principles. That, that is so essential, and the coach has such an impact and an influence on these players. Thanks for being with us today on the show. Thanks, Ron. That was Donna Noonan with FCA Across America, the Vice President of Coaches Ministry for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Next up, I will chat with the coach who led his team to the most stunning upset in the history of college football. Hi, I'm Jerry Moore, head football coach at Appalachian State University. I just appreciate you listening to Sharing the Victory with Ron Brown. That's right. He's on next, straight up on Sharing the Victory. In his autobiography, Quiet Strength, Super Bowl champion coach Tony Dungy explains his principles, practices, and priorities for a winning life. With a suggested donation of $25 to Sharing the Victory Radio, you'll receive the special FCA edition of this hardcover book, along with Ron Brown's entire interview with Tony Dungy on CD and a pack of FCA Tony Dungy trading cards. It's available for a limited time, so go to sharingthevictory.com or call Monday through Friday at 866-STV-5031. Sharing the Victory is more than just a radio program or magazine. Sharing the Victory is available 24 hours a day at sharingthevictory.com. At sharingthevictory.com, you can click on radio and listen to the program online or subscribe to the podcast. There's also articles, testimonies from athletes and coaches, and a place for you to submit story ideas. You can also download Sharing the Victory wallpaper for your computer. Check us out online at sharingthevictory.com. That's sharingthevictory.com. And now back to Sharing the Victory with our host, Ron Brown. My guest today on Champions of Faith is the head football coach with Appalachian State, Jerry Moore. Now, I've known Jerry Moore for a number of years because I've known him to be a great coach, former coach at the University of Nebraska, where I spent a lot of time as well as a coach, but certainly has been a head coach at a number of places and now at Appalachian State for a good number of years. 
has won two back-to-back national championships at uh, Appalachian State. And, of course, what we heard about earlier in the year in the opening game of the season goes into the big house in Ann Arbor. And, Coach, you knocked off the big boys, the Wolverines. That had to be quite a thrill for you and your program. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Uh, number one, I appreciate uh, you calling and getting to be on the show and have an opportunity to talk about my faith a little bit and our football team and certainly going to, to Michigan and winning that ball game up there is, was a great thing for our school, our university, and, and certainly for our program. Well, Coach, uh, what did you tell your boys beyond the football game that would pertain to how that excites and inspires people in life? I think preparation is the key. I think when you you prepare yourself for each day, whether it's a quiet time or how you do it, a Bible study, getting off by yourself, uh, I think preparation is is the key to a successful day, and it was certainly one of the reasons for the success that we had against Michigan was preparation. We had a great camp, and you know, being a football coach, you know how important two days the camp is, and and we went up there thinking that we could beat Michigan. We hmm. we knew they had a great program, but uh, we felt that there, if we go up there and play well and hang in the ball game, that something good might happen for us at the end, and it did. Well, Coach, you know, when you think about that football game, I mean, the biblical story that comes to me and probably a lot of people is David and Goliath. And you said something very interesting just now. You said we believed that we could win. And you know what? And that does come from preparation, because if you really look at the account of David going against Goliath, that wasn't a lucky shot. That wasn't just, you know, something that God just uh, did, you know, out of the clear blue. He was preparing David for that. What he saw was that it was a bigger God than the Goliath of the world. And is that something that you have coached and bred in your players? Because that didn't just come overnight. Like you said, they were well prepared. Well, well, we do a devotional every Saturday morning uh, right after we do our pregame meal. And we talked about the very thing you just mentioned, that David had killed a lion and had killed a bear. And he didn't lack for confidence. I mean, Goliath was just another lion or a bear out there. And that's sort of the way we felt uh, going into the to the ball game with him. Mm. Well, football is a great parable, Coach Moore. And, oh, yeah. And, and you've been able to use your coaching as a built-in pulpit and training ground to take those young men and those that they influence in a direction that would inspire them to Jesus Christ. But that doesn't happen overnight, and it just doesn't happen circumstantially, Coach. I mean, good Christian behavior comes out of a a right heart with Jesus Christ. When did it all happen for you? I mean, can you give us a time when Jesus Christ clearly made the impact for Jerry Moore to die to his sin and receive the resurrected Jesus as his Savior? Ron, I grew up in East Texas, a small town in East Texas, Bonham, Texas. I was a good guy. I mean, my mom and dad were hard-working people. I was, I was a regular at church and baptized when I was 11. Went to Baylor University, the Jerusalem on the Brazos. <laughs> uh, you know, you think all those things, that just, but I was as lost as you could be. I was a good guy. Mm. And, I, and, uh, and it's great that I'm talking to FCA because FCA is where I got my first real spiritual growth. And again, I'd been in Sunday school, been in church. I would question my salvation hmm. at that point when I was in high school. I go to Nacogdoches, Texas, to an FCA conference there, 
after that week at uh, at uh, Nacogdoches at an FCA conference, I came back home that Saturday or Friday. My, I was all excited about everything that happened that week, and uh, I just went back in the back bedroom. I remember it like it happened yesterday, just getting down beside my bed, just like you do when you're a little boy, mm-hmm. and praying, asking Jesus Christ to just take over my life. Just I wanted to fall in love with Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and uh, all that took place, and I was coaching at SMU. But the beginning of it was through the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Mm-hmm. Well, Coach, that's a, that's a great story, and we've really enjoyed having you on the show today. Well, thank you. I think Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior is the hero. I just get to play a little role in, <laughs> in, uh, that he's placed me in. And you just, you know, every morning I get up and I read my Psalms and Proverbs, and I don't want to mess it up. I, one, of the, one of the things I close each morning with when I pray is, hey, Lord, don't let me mess it up. Don't mm. let me mess it up. Mm-hmm. Well, Coach, uh, thank you so much for inspiring us, and uh, we wish you the very best through the games and the coaching profession. But uh, we love your faith and your stance for Jesus Christ. Uh, thank you, Ron. It's great to talk to you. And as I said earlier, I appreciate you asking uh, us to be a part of your program. My guest today has been Jerry Moore, that uh, outstanding head football coach with the, the Appalachian State football team out of Boone, North Carolina. Don't forget about our special Sharing the Victory radio offer, the Quiet Strength promo pack, which consists of Tony Dungy's hardback book called Quiet Strength, a package of 10 FCA Tony Dungy trading card tracks, and the complete interview that I had with Tony on CD. Suggested donations, $25 to Sharing the Victory radio. You can call Monday through Friday at 1-866-STV-5031, or you can order online right now at sharingthevictory.com. Click on radio. Next up is Coach's Corner with Les Steckel. Les is celebrating the anniversary of a very special championship. This is Sharing the Victory, the national weekly radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. There is a common place for student athletes and coaches to go to strengthen their faith in Christ. At my FCA huddle. There's a place to be encouraged to face the trials and temptations of life. At my FCA huddle. There is a place to receive confidence to share the light of Christ. At my FCA huddle. FCA huddles meet on junior high, high school, and college campuses all across America. To find one near you or to learn how to start one up, call toll-free 866-STV-5031 or go to fca.org. On the next Sharing the Victory, host Ron Brown visits with Clemson head football coach Tommy Bowden. Football is very important here at Clemson, but it is not the priority. And I say I better set godly standards above secular standards. Ron will also catch up with legendary Olympic runner Jim Ryan and will hear a powerful message from former NFL star Irving Fryer. You can be close to the things of God and still miss Jesus. Join us next weekend for Sharing the Victory. Thanks for coming back with us. I'm Ron Brown, your host for Sharing the Victory. Now, here's FCA President Les Steckel with Coach's Corner. When people hear I was a football coach for 32 years, they often ask me if I ever won a championship. I did coach for two Super Bowl teams, which didn't win a world championship. But yes, one year I did coach for a team that won it all. However, that championship team, now five years ago, may not be what you expect from a former NFL and college coach. 
I've been fortunate to coach with many teams, and one of them was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in year 2000, where we set many offensive records. And yet after the season, because of a heartbreaking playoff loss, I was shocked when they called me in and released me. I wondered what was going to happen with my future. If I took another assignment, it would mean that my youngest son, Luke, would then have to attend his third high school in three years. We had a family rule, and that was, since we had lived in 11 states and made 12 moves, and yes, I've coached with 13 teams, we made a commitment to our children, our family, that they would not attend more than two high schools in their four years. If my priorities really were faith, family, and football in that order, it was important for me to keep my promise, my commitment to my family. After being released from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just in two short weeks, I was approached and offered another offensive coordinator job, but had to continually say no for a period of time to fulfill my commitment to my family. As a family, we discussed the idea of staying in Florida or moving to Tennessee, and it was Luke's desire to move back to Brentwood, Tennessee, where he attended high school in his freshman year and had maintained a relationship with many young players on his freshman and JV team. I've made a lot of calls as an offensive coordinator, a military officer, a ministry leader now, and, of course, a husband and a father. Not all of them have been great calls, but it may have been one of the greatest calls I ever made, moving Luke and our family back to Tennessee, where we all wanted to go. Interestingly, I've always shared that God has a plan for our lives, and He knows the future far before we ever do. I'll never forget receiving a phone call in September of 2001, the first fall that I was stepping out of football, and told that both my parents were admitted to intensive care in Allentown, Pennsylvania. What a shocking phone call that was. My first year out of professional football, and there I was, taking care of my mom and dad. God knew that was going to happen, and certainly I had to be out of coaching to do that. My sister lives in Portland, Oregon with two young kids and was unable to make that kind of trip. And my younger brother was a football coach, almost impossible to leave the profession during the middle of the season. God knew I was available. I considered myself the most fortunate of men. I was back in a town I loved. I was doing men's ministry. I had the privilege of coaching my son in his final two years of his high school career. My wife was again living near dear friends, and there was one other thing that I'd love to mention. It was exciting to see how God's hand was on the Brentwood Bruin football team. At the end of the season, we had won 14 straight and won the Tennessee State 5A championship. What a tremendous experience. And not only that, to see Luke seal the victory in the championship game. In the final moment, he intercepted a pass cradled the football, dropped to his knees, and with one hand pointed skyward with the other. Had I not kept my promise, that commitment, not to move Luke again, I might never have experienced such a joy or regained the trust of my son. If there's a commitment you made that you're now debating, especially if it involves your family, take my advice and keep it. You may never know what amazing blessing you might miss out on. Trust me. Better yet, trust him. God will bless you. Keep that commitment. The next time we get together, it'll be December. Wow, the season is going fast. We got an outstanding program coming up. Thanks for listening. Have a great week in Christ. And remember, there's two ways of doing sports, God's way or man's way. Which one will you choose? We would appreciate your prayerful consideration about financially supporting this ministry. With a suggested donation of $25 to Sharing the Victory, we want to send you the Quiet Strength Promo Pack. This package includes the special FCA edition of Tony Dungy's hardback book, 
quiet strength. Ron Brown's complete interview with Coach Dungy on CD and a package of 10 FCA Tony Dungy trading cards. The cards are a great way to share Christ with that special sports fan in your life. You can call us Monday through Friday toll-free at 866-STV-5031. That's 866-STV-5031. You order online right now by going to sharingthevictory.com, then just click on radio and look for the Quiet Strength promo pack. While you are there, you can also listen online and subscribe to the free weekly podcast. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to listen next weekend at the same time. Sharing the Victory is a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA is the heart and soul in sports.